Uh, hello, everybody, and welcome once more uh, to a series of podcasts on Youssef Shaheen. Uh, I'm Jose Arroyo. I'm, I'm Richard Lang. Uh, and today we're going to be talking about Dark Waters, uh, a film from 1956. Um, do you want to describe the story a little bit, Richard? Yeah, so like um, uh, the one we saw yesterday, uh, ignore Wikipedia because Wikipedia is wrong. We'll, we'll come to that later. But essentially... Uh, Omar Sharif again is a he, he's the the romantic lead. Well, not not that romantic actually. He arrives <laughs> back. <laughs> he arrives back in Alexandria after three years away. Um, meets the girl he left behind. Um, she may or may not be in a relationship with uh, a rich man. Um, there's also there's a really the, the more that that's. Plot, that that plot goes fairly predictably. I think the more interesting plot is around the the management of the firm of I guess they're like it's a logistics firm. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're loading ships and so on. They're dockers, and yeah. They're dockers, yeah, yeah. And so the, the, there's the the rich young man who Omar Sharif's possible girlfriend is having an affair with uh, is going to be made the head of this firm by his father who owns it. And there's this jealous foreman. It's kind of it's like a fellow. I was thinking there's this jealous foreman who thinks he should be running the place, and so he's kind of whispering poison into everyone's ears and setting everyone against everyone else. He's setting groups of dockers against each other. He's setting Omar Sharif against the rich boy. He's setting Omar Sharif against his his girlfriend, um, and just causing causing chaos and, and havoc. Okay, let me, <laughs> let me summarize it. <laughs> so, um, the basic story revolves around this sailor, placed by Omar Sharif, who's been sailing around the world for three years, trying to save money, only to be reunited with his cousin, who is the woman he loves, and he's hoping to have uh, uh, gotten enough money to marry. Uh, when he returns, he's driven by jealousy, because he suspects uh, uh, this uh, woman that he loves, who's played by Faiten, uh, Hamama, uh, and who is uh, called Hamada in the film, uh, he uh, 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 erroneously suspects her of having an affair. I think it's very clear that they're not, yeah, mm. in my view. Uh, so, and this leads to all kinds of jealousy, and it's pure melodrama. There's all kinds of misunderstanding. By the end of the film, spoilers, it turns <laughs> out that they're brothers, yeah, that the rivals for her affection are brothers. This is all set in the context of a world of docking, of very poor people, of kind of, you know, poor people who are exploited. Uh, also, uh, people who are vengeful and uncaring of the livelihoods of others, right? And who kind of get let their ego mm -hmm. uh, kind of feast on other people's misfortune. So uh, this is the, the bare plot of the story, I would say. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So just to kind of give people a context, because in a way, I was going to say the story is not what's important about the film, except I think it kind of is, in the sense that, you know, I feel myself gripped by uh, these melodramas in the same way as I am by Hollywood's melodramas mm. of the period. Yeah, I, I think you're right, right? I was thinking, it was, I mean, it was kind of like a great silent film and also a little bit like Douglas Circ or something in terms of the, like the, just the kind of this emotional melodrama. I mean, a bit like halfway through where suddenly it's revealed that the two men are brothers and, and uh, you know, it's, it's in a fairly ridiculous scene, I'd say, but it, it, it's, I, I, I mean, I, I really enjoyed the film, but it is 
quite ridiculous in parts. The, yes. the, the chase sequences and little boats and, and all this kind of thing. Um, yes. But but yeah, it's 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 great. The the wider context is interesting as well because it's uh, made in 1956 um, and it's about Dockers. And 1956 is the year that NASA uh, nationalised the Suez Canal, ah. uh, causing the Suez crisis. Still, um, so. Uh, which is something we weren't taught very much about in, in, in history lessons in the UK because they don't teach us about things that we didn't do very well in. Um, but but yeah, it, it, that that's the again as with uh, um, the uh, the burning sky or the, the name of which I keep getting wrong. Um, it, it's similarly interesting in terms of what was going on sort of in the wider context in Egypt at the time. Yes. I mean, what I loved about it, and I think it's you know one of the things that I was trying to say yesterday. And I probably wasn't being very articulate about it <clears throat> when I say, you know, I mean, there's a line in one of the Almodovar films where he says, I love melodramas because they tell the truth about life. <laughs> 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 yeah, there's a lesbian nun who's saying this. But, but it made me think of that, right? Because on the one hand, these films are ridiculous. On the other hand, they are about the essentials. Yeah, mm. they're, they're about work and love and family. Yeah, and kind of, you know, so the film begins already, you know, with Raghab, the Omar Sharif uh, character. You know, he's basically been exiled for three years, right? I mean, any country worth its salt would not uh, uh, um, let its young people, would not make its young people go abroad to earn a living. You shouldn't need to slave yourself mm. for three years on a ship to get enough money to get married, right? So, but then, which is interesting in the context context of Suez, isn't it? Because uh, you know, in fact, the Suez, the Suez Canal was owned by the UK and France at that point. Yes. And then Egypt saying, "No, hang on, we should this this thing is in Egypt. We should own it. We should own the means of we should own the means of production type thing." Yes. So, yes. so yeah, it's, it's, it, 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 that's interesting in that context. Did you get the fact that I I think you said that he you know, he's gone away to collect to save the money to get married to the woman he loves? You get the impression. At one point, he hasn't actually bothered mentioning this to her. Yeah, um, you know, he hasn't told anyone that he plans to marry her. He just assumed that's going to well, happen. Yeah, but everyone has assumed that it's going to happen because she assumes it also. Mm. Uh, so, I mean, I think the interesting thing about watching films like this is that it uh, introduces you to another culture. It's an unknown one. So, in mm. a way, I kind of, you know, obviously, you feel what you feel. So I thought uh, Omar Sharif's uh, responses were uh, outrageous, right? That you know, oh, absolutely, yeah. All these things, and you know, it's quite sexist and authoritarian, and so on. And on the other hand, you wonder, well, what kind of a culture was Egypt? Yeah, who made the decisions? Who had the power? You know. So, for example, I read somewhere that one of the things, you know, that uh, well, actually, it was my friend Lila saying on the Facebook post that one of the things that she loved about the Blazing Sun was how feisty and independent uh, mm. the uh, Faten Hamama character was for Egypt in those days, right? You know, and actually, I think also I read this little snippet somewhere that said that in this film, uh, uh, Faten Hamama kind of broke with her star persona because she normally played very well brought up middle class or upper, upper, upper class girls, as we saw right. yeah, yeah, in yeah. Blazing Sun, whereas here, you know, she's like a gutter snipe in the dockyards, mm. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, you're, you're, you're right. And, I, and I, I think, you know, Omar Sharif's behavior in this is 
is really awful and it, it, it's yeah you know yes it's, it's it's a cultural thing and it's thing of the times but he you know he's he's slapping her he's hitting her he's pushing her around and, well he and tried it, to rape her really. yeah, yeah yeah and um it was reminiscent of like the other year in bologna where where there was all the mastriani films and like pretty much everyone would have a scene where he slapped he slapped a woman you know because that's yeah. just that's just the way you know um but so yeah watching that with today's eyes it's like yeah um but yeah it's 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 clearly of the of the time and of the of the culture um um, yeah but but i want to mention a few things because you know in spite of that i really loved it yeah Mm. uh and and there were things i mean it's a film that is really uh sensuous yeah so you know that scene so so he arrives uh and he goes to meet his mother and uh then they take a ferry back home and in the ferry she begins to dance mm. and he gets very upset that she's dancing in public right because he already thinks of her as his the, <coughs> sorry the other thing that's really interesting about that sequence is when, when he goes to the cafe so he arrives at the cafe and there's a scene where he gets off the boat and it, it's a bit like it reminds me of one of those musicals like on the town or whatever where he's kind of dancing his way across the the port and he goes to the cafe and all the all the men who know him they're like oh he's he's back he's back and all all, all the men are kind of competing as to who's going to hug him first and they all hug him and then his mother comes out while the men are all hugging him and his mother then hugs him and he's like no don't don't hug me in front of the men and that, that was that was a really funny scene um but yeah, it was, I love that dancing thing. And, and then his reaction to the dancing was, yeah. was great. I mean, the yeah. dancing thing is, you know, it's it's beautiful. You know, mm. she's very charismatic and she moves her body so well and so on. But also, it's very sensuous. You can feel the heat between them, yeah? Mm. You can feel the attraction uh, between so, them. I guess, and, this, and what's interesting, when you, when you look at the original title, um, the and this appears to be the the literal translation of the Egyptian titles, the the film the other night was called Struggle in the Valley and this was called Struggle on the Pier. So yeah. it's and you know, so it's like the same stars, the same director and it's struggle on the da da da. So <laughs> it's it's like presumably it's like not quite like carry on, but you know, it's it's I get I, 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 I do wonder whether that was a marketing thing that, you know, it, uh, it's not you know, it's not it's not a sequel, but it's kind of you know, thematically you know, here, here's the new film the pe- from the people that brought you this one, you know. Yes. Um, I mean I imagine so but um you know they're very different films oh yeah yeah you know they're all melodramas uh they they star very charismatic like kind of stars really it's Mm. people who who you want to watch who you know who are beautiful but also but also charismatic and alive yeah yeah Uh, but i want to pick up on on your point about when he arrives and he's greeting all the dockers and it's like a village and they're all his friends. Mm. Uh, because one of the interesting things about this film, as opposed to a Hollywood film of this period, is that the frame is always alive with other people. So, mm. you know, in that scene, you have Omar Sharif. He walks to the port and he greets all these people. Or, you know, there's 10 people behind him or 30 people in front of him. Or he walks through people. There's people everywhere. And then the camera will continue on to a close-up of him or a medium shot of just him and his mother. But actually, you know, this is a social culture. People are everywhere and they require and they need each other. And actually what we often find in these films 
is that that sense of neighborliness and community turns mob at some point. Yeah, yeah, which happened vision. in both films. Yeah, it happened in yeah. both films, didn't it? That both films had the kind of yeah, you know, this friendly society. Everyone loves each other. Yeah, this night, like in in in, uh, in the first film, there was that the, you know, the wedding scene. In this one, there's the you know, all the, the scenes on the docks, and then suddenly it turns because they've been manipulated by somebody, and then like and then you get the slightly ridiculous thing at the ending that hey, it's all okay. You know, you've all done these terrible things, but it's all it's all fine. Uh, but yeah, I loved all the scenes with all the people, and, and like the bit where the, there's like a sequence where they're all racing around in little boats, and, and it's just, and then Omar Sharif's pushing his way through a crowd, and, and it's, yeah. yeah, it's really, really nicely done. And again, with, 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 with the first film, they're both really accomplished films, really yeah, visually amazing. My God. I mean, there are some things that are just, you know, you need someone who's got, you know, the visual imagination of a poet mm. to think. Of filming it in those days. I mean, in this scene, in this film, you know, some of the things that took my eye were the compositions. They were often pyramid-like, so there'd be like, you know, fifteen people, right? But you could see all of them. The right? one that, yeah, the one that struck me is when they're in the, um, they're they're on the docks, and the scene's taking place in inside with kind of like a union meeting. Yes. But you can see, and that's in sort of semi-darkness. But you can see outside. There's a, there's, there's the, the there's the boat with bright sunshine, and, and so you sort yeah. of. Filming and it's just an amazing, amazingly composed shot, and, and as you say, really, yeah, just really nicely done. Or, or the scene where the murder takes place, and mm. it's all done in this these rusty metal uh, chains and anchors, piles and piles and piles of them, and just to visualize the murder in a place like that, because you could also then uh, film it through, uh, um, you know, holes in the chain and. Yeah, it's just kind of stunning. Yeah. It's kind yeah, of, um, the, and the scene that really struck me was the one where they, where the the rich boy and the and, and the girl have been on the speedboats and they they arrive back. Omar Sharif's walking along the dock and the speedboat comes alongside them and he hears what's going on. And then the, it, there's just this bit where he realizes what's been going on and the camera kind of like swoops away from uh -huh. Omar Sharif, like he's collapsing. It's it's yes. yeah, really yes, really effective. It's it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, the film is full of wonderful scenes like that. So, um, so many things are impressive. So, for example, I was thinking, well, the fight scenes are really, in a way, uh, not very polished, right? Because mm. you know, in, in comparison to Hollywood ones, except they're often done in very long takes, right? And you could see. That the punches are fake, right? They often yes. <laughs> barely touch the face. But you're seeing Omar Sharif, you know, fall upside down over a table, right? And yeah. yeah, like and you and you know that it's him. It's like Fred Astaire, you're watching the whole movement kind of complete, right? It's yeah. quite extraordinary. Well the scene at the end where he leaps off the ship. Sorry, just it's, for the end. He leaps off the ship, and it's clearly him <coughs> leaping off this massive ship. It's... Yeah, and diving into the Nile, right? It's amazing. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> oh, and I love that ending. It's such a Hollywood yeah. ending, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, and, and, you know, I was thinking that... Because, you know, I was thinking... I, I was watching it and saying, I don't know why you're so tense, you know, Jose, because you know they're going to end up together. But actually, <laughs> the way that it was filmed, you know, it... It was exciting, and it made you want them to get together. And there was this possibility I, that they might not. I wasn't sure they were going to get together. I, I, and and um, yeah, I, I think I, yeah, I, 
I could have seen it happen with her just waving him from the docks, and then he realizes, yes. and it's like, oh, I'll see you in three years, and she's like, yes. yeah, okay, whatever, and she goes on uh, to find uh, another another millionaire's son. But um... <laughs> well, I I I logically knew that it was going to end this way, but emotionally. Mm. It's got you gripped, right, yeah, until the yeah. very end. And Absolutely. it's exciting yeah. to watch. And it's a great Hollywood-style romantic ending. Yeah. Um, I also really loved all the bits with the sailboats, right? So, you know, there's like this chase. That it's a little bit like the Blazing Sun. So this mob is after this nice young man who they think erroneously killed somebody, right? Mm. And, they're on, and they're on mob and they're on the rampage, right? But uh, it's filmed, uh, uh, you know, in these sailboats in the Nile, and it's so beautiful. And it reminded me a little bit of, I don't know if you know the work of Emiliano Fernandez, right? No. But there's a film called Maria Candelaria. I forget whether it's Maria Candelaria or Flor Silvestre, where, you know, the village are nasty and judgmental. And, you know, Dolores Del Rio plays a woman who needs to sell her flowers in order to live. <laughs> Right. But she can't. She, she's not allowed to because, you know, her mother was a prostitute. <laughs> so, <laughs> the village. So one day she decides, I don't care. I'm going to go sell my flowers. And she gets on her canoe and all of the canoes of the village come and block her way. Right. It's mm. like this incredible, beautiful image. And actually, this is not quite like that, but it reminded me of it. Yeah. That the whole community is out on a rampage. So you yeah. have these sailboats and the, the ocean and it's beautiful but actually they're out to murder, right? So, you know, the same people who had been community and friends and we miss you and, you know, so nice you're back are actually now there to kill, yeah? Yeah, I think, yeah. I think it's very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I don't know this for a fact, but, you know, watching these films, you really suspect that Shaheen is gay, yeah? Just, you know, the way that... Uh, uh, Omar Sharif is filmed, for one thing. But also, I think, you know, the sense of community as being both something that could help you and something that could kill you. I, I mm. Yeah, I think it's that, kind of... I mean, that seems to be... I mean, I, I didn't see any of the Alexandria trilogy, and I don't know if you saw them, you know, Alexandria no, Why? So I guess we, we shouldn't, like, preempt what we're going to see later in this process, but... That seemed because those are, those three films are semi autobiographical, and the, the character the, who is supposed to be Jaheen is is is, is, is either gay or bisexual. So I I I, I guess he was, um, and uh, which does well, make you yeah. It's besides the point in a way. I'm just saying that actually the films themselves make you mm. think that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, and I think the theme of community, because you know, generally in films by, um, you know, like in John Ford films, community is almost always a good thing, right? Mm. Kind of, you know, even in Capra, it's almost always a good thing, right? This idea that you know your own community could kill you, yeah, is yeah, it's something that you often see in a lot of gay directors, cause mm. you know, yeah, yeah there's no, that duality. Right? Yeah, no, that's an uh, interesting point. Interesting point. Um, yeah. And anyway, it's interesting that we've seen it two weeks, uh, sorry, two films in a row. Yeah. That, mm. You know, this idea of a murderous mob that could turn on you. Yeah. Right, yeah. Because of course, no, of course now I want to see the other, because the, the, you know, this was his like fifth or sixth film, you know, so we, yes. we've only, so you, and, and these are, and as with both of these films, you know, just this kind of attitude that, 
when you see retrospectives of him, people saying, "Oh yeah, you know, Cairo Station was where he really came into his own," which obviously is the next one we'll be talking about. But yeah. but yeah, you know, the, the, these films, these two films are great, and these are only two of the five, five or six films he's made by this point. Yeah, um, I mean, these are you know, I mean, <coughs> Blazing Sun, I think, is fantastic. Mm. This to me was a little bit more difficult to watch just because uh, uh, Sharif's machismo. Yeah, is mm. quite difficult uh, for at least my, uh, you know, I, Lily sensitivity. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, agree, I agree. And I, and I think, uh, you know, a lot of people watching this film would find, I mean, I, I, I found those scenes off-putting. Um, and because, because it's the fact that he does that and he's sort of, and it's not questioned, it's, ju it, it's just a matter of fact. And no one questions it and there's no criticism of it. Um, so, so yeah, I, I, I think so that's the expectation is that he would have that power. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, but you know what I find very interesting is um, I love one of the reasons I love film noir is because they're really melodramas where mm. men suffer, right? <laughs> I love I love watching men suffering, and I especially love watching men suffering for love. Right. And actually, the interesting thing about the films that we've seen so far is that it's the men that suffer. Yeah. Yeah. The women yeah. are quite brave and strong and debrouillard. They get things done. Yes. <laughs> you know, they figure things out. They resolve the problems. They're quite pragmatic and brave. Yeah. And it's the men who are in a state of like constant emotional yeah. turmoil and yeah. suffering. <laughs> <laughs> So then you get that scene of of, of Omar Sharif carry like literally carrying the other guy out of the fire and into oh, the ambulance. Yes, and his brother, yeah, his <laughs> brother, yeah. Uh, he ain't heavy. He's my brother, kind of thing. But yeah, it, that was that was great. The mother, I'm not sure if that was the same woman who played the uh, the older woman servant in the previous film. I but don't know. I, there was a, there was a subtitle came up where somebody said where she was really happy and. Somebody says, "Go on, trill," and it's like, "Trill? What do they?" Oh, I love that. What, yes, do, they, yes. what do they mean, trill? And they just go, oh, "Go on, do the trilling, do the trilling," and yeah. then she does the trilling. And I'm not yeah. going to do the trilling, but it's just literally a thing. And, and, and this, <laughs> the, yeah, the, the tongue. And the the the, woman, the older woman in the previous film did the same thing when the when the daughter arrived yeah. back from wherever she'd been. So I I, don't, I, I looked at, I looked the woman up, and she she she. Played, uh, yeah, she was sort of specialised in playing mother mother figures in Egyptian cinema. She di she died. I I think she was only like in her mid forties in that film, something oh, like yeah. that. I mean, so, uh, but yeah, she 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 was fun. But there's a weird. The other thing I wanted to say: there's a weird thing about the subtitle subtitling, and I because and I think this is a linguistic thing, um, and uh, because I think I I, I presume what the subtitles are trying to get across is a level of formality in the way people are addressing yes. each other, like, like the two or vu thing. But the first one was that uh, the, what's the, the rich boy, is he called Mahmoud? Or, yes. um, uh, and the, Mamdua. 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 The, you know, the girl, keeps, while they're in the middle of this like love scene or she's trying to pull him out of a blazing boat, she keeps calling him Mr. Mantua, which is just really, just seems really strange. And I presume uh, that's just some kind of honorific and like... Yes, no, I um, actually, I, I think you see it in England through a different term, like mm. yes, gov or whatever. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. It, it's a way of respectfully marking the class differences. Yeah, yeah. But then the other one you that's really that, straight. 
you see that in Spain and you know mm. in, in films of the period, right? Where the, yeah, the, the the other one that's really strange is when the when when Omar Sharif's mother goes to visit the the rich boy's father, and then of course you realise in, in this scene that they've had an affair because the, the rich boy is her. Yeah. Do, no, hang on. Does that? I'm just I'm sorry. I'm just trying to work out how how on earth that makes sense. Well, what happened was, I can tell you. Oh no, sorry, film, yeah, no, I have with that. It makes sense. Sorry, yeah, yeah. 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 So, that, the film makes but, parallelisms between, yeah. you know, uh, uh, Omar's mother mm. uh, and uh, Hamada, right? You know, this yeah. idea that you know, rich men—they're all words, words, words—and they make promises, but then they never yeah. marry out of their class. Well, that's exactly what happened to her. Yeah. Yeah. But he calls her. Um, but when she when she turns up to confront him, um, he 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 says hello, Ragub's mother, like or mother of Ragub or something like that, uh, in this really formal way. When like, you know, he's, he's shanked her. You know, uh, it's it, I just and again I I guess that's a sort of formal address thing that makes sense. It doesn't make sense when you translate it to English. I, 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 don't I know. suppose. I mean, I, I just don't know. I kind of, yeah. I, you know, some things I just take for granted and you think that's the mm. culture, right? And that's mm. the way of addressing. And some things you think maybe the subtitles got it wrong. In fact, I was reading, you know, this little thing uh, uh, um, from uh, um, Al, Al, what's the Arab news agency? So Al, Al Jazeera. Al Jazeera, where mm. they were saying that the translation to this film is very bad because words like whore and slut are too harsh for what he's calling her. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yet, uh, 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 you know, so, I mean, he might be saying faithless or, you know, immoral or whatever, but not like whore. Yeah. Mm. Uh, uh, so I don't know. Right. Kind of, uh, I don't speak the language, but I mean, I think you just have to take, you know, some cultural yeah things. yeah you get uh, you get uh, the gist for, but, yeah. yeah though uh there are interesting um cross currents so one of the things that i wanted to ask you because you are more knowledgeable about shakespeare than i mm -hmm. but the whole scene between uh omar sharif uh, bewailing his fate and his poverty and the treasonous world around <laughs> him and so on to his mother that's meant to be uh, uh, Shaheen's uh, readaptation of one of Hamlet's uh, soliloquies. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. I, it, so that's you mentioned Othello earlier with the whisper well, yeah, and so on. Yeah, because I mean, it really reminded me of Othello because um, you, you've got this kind of the the, the 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 foreman who is literally just whispering in everyone's ear. You know, and it's it is so much like Othello, um, and. But yeah, that's interesting. There is a um, so yeah, there is a bit in Hamlet. There is there is a, where where um, I, I, and I think short. I suspect it's the sequence just before he kills his uh, what is he? His uncle Polonius. Is it Polonius? I can't. Anyway, um, but yeah, I, I think there was because it really felt to me that the Othello thing was must must have been a deliberate thing, um, but but yeah, as we were saying, the Wikipedia. Let, let me just. Get the Wikipedia summary of this film, which is just so, so wrong. ludicrous. <laughs> so it's so wrong. Uh, the film takes place in a port in Alexandria. That's true, and focuses yeah. on the lives of some sailors. That's not true. There's one sailor. 
Hamida works in a ship, she doesn't, and plans to marry her cousin Ragab, Omar Sharif, but Ragab is forced to leave for a long period, maybe. <laughs> while, he, while he was away, Hamida falls in love with M- M- Mamdu, a wealthy man. I don't think so. Uh, Ragab, <laughs> Ragab returns three years later, that bit's correct, to find her in a relationship with someone else. Well, he, he doesn't. <laughs> and then he says he, fight, he fights for her and wins her back again and marries her. Well, none of that... <laughs> you know, it, it, like it's just it, that's just the person who wrote that has literally not seen this film yeah. uh, because that's nothing that's not anything like what the it's the bare bones of some of the story although it gets it wrong um but it's just completely wrong <laughs> completely wrong yeah yeah uh uh well, I hope someone at Wikipedia is kind of listening to us and maybe... Well, I hope they are. I hope they are. <laughs> Taking notes. <laughs> and we'll be referenced as an authoritative source. But, it, but I say, it, it, it is fascinating that, that this guy is such a major director, really, when you, uh, and, and so acclaimed. I was, really, I was reading something today about, oh, you know, someone saying, oh, and I, I remember the when Destiny was shown at the London Film Festival in 97 or whenever it came out, and there was... There was a 10 minute standing ovation and, and uh, it, but then clearly it never actually got a release in the UK. Yeah. So I, I presume some of these films would have been shown at festivals, but, but no one had the opportunity yeah. to see it's, them. It speaks an Orientalism and a racism, mm. right? I mean, you know, uh, I think these are as great as any of the great films uh, produced in Europe and America. And, you know, people pay lip service. Oh, we should watch more films from Africa, whatever. And then you have like these really great ones and you know, they're completely inaccessible, right? Yeah. Kind of, you know, I, I, um, I again tried today to buy the box set cause I thought I'd like to do clips and so on. Right. You know, when mm. you're writing reviews and, um, there's, they're not available. I mean, they're available from the Cinematheque Francaise. Uh, there's a, a box set of 10 discs, but actually they have French subtitles, but no English subtitles. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, these films are, except for what's being shown now at Netflix, they're inaccessible in English, which I think really speaks a kind of a racism, really. I, well, I think, I think, yeah, I think that there is an attitude that, okay, what's, you know, if you, if you ask somebody, even someone quite knowledgeable, uh, like about film, what what is what you know what what's a what's a nineteen fifties Egyptian film going to look like? they're probably going to have the attitude that it's going to look quite uh, basic. Um, yes. And it's going to be really kind of worthy. And uh, But these are really entertaining films. Both these films are really entertaining. We've seen really entertaining, very high, high production values. Yes, some of the, I say the fight scenes are a little bit dodgy, but, but much, you know, God, you know, compare it to British cinema of the 1950s. Yeah. And, you know, it's far better. Absolutely. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, uh, yeah. you know, this is a great filmmaker. Some of the images from the blazing sun yesterday, you know, the going down the hill, you know, the scenes in the temple. I mean, they were breathtaking and mm. such so original in compositions and so communicative with the light. Right. Uh, and actually, you know, kind of uh, uh, I found this one less impressive visually right though it's still visually quite extraordinary mm. right um but you know there's nothing poor second rate yeah i mean it's it's a film 
that communicates with images and sounds and not just dialogue, right? Yeah. And every time yeah. the camera moves, it moves for a reason, right? And kind yeah. of, you know, and everything is purposeful and beautiful, you know, and it's kind of, the film creates like the space of, of feeling and action. I, I mean, the thing about the fights, you know, as I keep critiquing them, but on the one hand, I actually thought, A, they're thrilling, and B, it doesn't matter because, you know, the, uh, what carries it is the emotion, mm. right? Like, you know, they're always fighting over something. Something is always at stake in that fight, yeah? Yeah, um, yeah. So, so, <clears throat> so here's, a, here's a question. I mean, I, I don't know how Omar Sharif ended up with his international career, but you assume that someone must have... <laughs> these films must have been seen outside Egypt, because otherwise... Well, my understanding, my understanding is, so uh, my understanding is um, that um, uh, uh, Faten Hamama was considered like the first lady of the Arab mm. cinema, right? So the thing is, these films circulated throughout the Arab world. It wasn't just like Egypt, right? It would be, I imagine, Iran yeah. and Syria and, you know, kind of all the uh, uh, Arabic uh, speaking countries. Right. So it, it, it in itself would have been a kind of international stardom. It wouldn't have been restricted just to to Egypt. Yeah. Uh, so but again, that also speaks of empire and colonialism. Right. Like, and, you know. Yeah. And, and you know, clearly, if, if you think about the, you know, the, the, the political situation at the time. So, for instance, I suspect around around the sort of Suez period there's no way that an Egyptian film would have would have would have got circulated in the in, in widely in the UK um, and I, I guess yeah NASA's politics would have uh, not found favor in the States or in or in Europe or in the, in the UK um, so may, maybe that's an element of it um, you kind of get pretty but, but yeah, the, but these are why because yeah, he, I mean, he's a, he's a major international figure, and he he yeah he was sort of widely acclaimed. He contributed to that uh, September the eleventh Portmanteau film in two thousand and one, uh, but but still nothing. And you think so many so many directors are widely available who didn't used to be widely available. I mean, I, I, okay, we've been moaning this, and, and yeah, we now you know. 12 of his films are available freely on Netflix and, yeah. and uh, that's more it's than amazing. you can say for, uh, you know, how many, I don't know how many Jean-Luc Goddard films are on Netflix, zero, you know, um, or, or whoever, you know, random director. But, um, but also, but then I, I, I was, because I, I was trying to find, to watch it tonight, I was trying to find Dark Waters on, on Netflix. You search for Dark Waters on Netflix and it doesn't find it because yeah. it, it then shows you, here are loads of films related to Dark Waters because it thinks you're, talking about the Todd Haynes film that came out yes. a few months ago. Um, it doesn't actually find this one. It may be an indexing thing because of the multiple, you know, it may be indexed under the um, Arabian title. So yeah, I'd search for Gene and found it that way. But, but you sort of think, well, how, how many people are actually going to find these films on Netflix? Yes. Uh, I mean, we're doing our bit, but you know, it's... it's um... Yes. Um, <laughs> well, uh, it seems to be getting a bit of support. I think, uh, you know, uh, uh, it's... Uh, uh, certainly, it was retweeted as much as anything I've ever posted, <laughs> and I, I think it's not because of us. I think it's because of an interest in in Shaheen. I, I, th I think because if you're you know if you're interested in him, there are you know there's so little out there. I mean, I, I've been 
you know, lo looking around for background information and, and uh, there's very little information. I mean, there, there are there are some and you sort of think, okay, you can see there was a, you know, 2002, there was this NFT retrospective and then there was, you know, Criterion did some stuff and, and belonging. There, there was the, I mean, these, these same films that are on Netflix are, are some of the ones that were in Bologna last year and that, that selection toured around a little bit as well. Um, but it's a, I mean, because I, 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 I've also been looking into what, you know, what else Netflix have uploaded and it doesn't seem to be this, there are 44 films in total. They don't all seem to be available in the UK at the moment, but uh, I think that, yeah, there's a kind of rich seam of stuff to look at. So, yes. Yeah. Um, what similarities are you beginning to find now between, you know, the, the two films that we've seen in the series? Though, obviously, if you can remember, we can always draw on what we saw in Bologna mm. as well. The, well, those three, there were, all three of them had things about class. Um, so, um, you know, in, in the first one and in the land, it was all around, you know, peasants versus landowners and this one you had the uh you know the, the poor dot workers versus the the rich people although, although what was actually what was interesting and in fact this was the same in the first film the real evil person was not the rich person at the top of the tree it was the person in the middle that's true uh, that was true that both those films uh yeah. the, and and, uh, and actually in in the film tonight the you know, the the rich people actually were 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 pretty much blameless, you know, other, other, other than being a little bit um, hands off in terms of management of their dockyard company. And being they, very they, snooty. They, and being they were very, very snooty. They were yeah, exclusive very, about class. Yeah, uh, that's true, and also abandoning Omar Sharif to a childhood of poverty and that kind yes. of thing. But but um, but yeah, the, all, all three films have had that thing, and I, and, I, and again, I wonder whether there's a the, you know, it's very hard to understand what that context would have been in terms of the in terms of the society in Egypt and in terms in ter in ter and in terms of that political situation because it was you know, it's the fifties. You sort of read it. So okay, King Farouk was deposed in I think fifty two. Nasser took power in fifty four. Um, Suez Canal privatized, nationalized. Sorry, in in in, in fifty six. All these kind of you know, massive changes happening in, in while these films are being made, and you 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 sort of wonder whether there there is some context there that we're missing in terms of this this class struggle, because the because presumably, um, I mean, NASA was a I mean, NASA was a Marxist, and then so you, you would have had, you know, the the idea that the right thinking people are the people at the bottom of the tree are, would, would have had a lot of currency there. Well, except, you know, uh, one of the things that I love about Shaheen's films is that poor people are not noble. You know, <clears throat> they're, they're angry and they're vicious and they, you know, they're loving and they, they work, you know, but they're, no, they're not saints. <laughs> no, absolutely. And also they, they're easily led in, in both these yes. films. Um, uh, but you just need one, one person. And, and, and then I think, yeah, okay, that... That's just like real life, isn't it? So, you know, you get one rabble rouser manages to, you know, manipulate all these people into doing all this stuff. And then there's, yeah. One of the things that I love about the film so far is that uh, it's got wonderful, um, it's either got wonderful actors or very charismatic stars. Mm. Uh, 
but also that the direction shows a real understanding of what it is to be human in all its complexities. Yeah, it's kind of, it's full of little asides and teases and, you know, yeah, the, the complexity of how we as people respond to things. It's never just nice or not nice or, yeah, there's always like a kind of a combination of factors that go mm. into play. And I think he's beautiful at dramatizing that. Uh, kind of the films get at that, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, individually and collectively, because... You know, the crowd scenes play a part in that. Yeah, the interaction with different people tells you also something about, you know, a person. Uh, uh, so I, I, I thought all of that was like really beautifully done and very difficult to do because he's always choreographing in a shot 20 people, right? Mm. So it's difficult enough to get one person to kind of move through a, sh a shot, particularly when he, he uses a lot of quite considerably long takes, yeah? So to, to have all of these people orchestrating them in movement in a meaningful way throughout long shots, I find really quite amazing. Yeah, no, that, that, was, that was really good. And, and yeah, as you said, the scenes when he's walking through the docks and then the scenes where, you know, the, the kind of fight scenes with the mob and that, all that kind of thing. Um, yeah, he just manages those crowds really, really, really well. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, and, and yet, you know, so I had this friend who, um, Shona, who had a very different aesthetic to mine. So, for example, she liked lots of little bibelots, you know, and she had them presented in the walls of her apartment. Mm. And yet there was something, you know, in this ornate, baroque, very colorful thing that it made your eye restful. So it was all coordinated and organized in such a way that rather than seeming busy and having your eye distracted, yeah, that it kind of created such patterns that your eye rested and feasted on it. And I think uh, uh, Shaheen does something like that. So, you know, there's always lots of people, yeah, kind of lots of things going on, but you never lose sight of a shape of the action. Yeah, mm -hmm. kind of, you know, so, so for example, the sailboat scene, the sails itself, themselves create a patterning through the water, right? So there's lots of them, yeah but you don't feel that they're out of control. They're always like beautifully controlled in the movement through the frame. Yeah? I think it's, it's quite something. Yeah, yeah. All right, so um, any last thoughts? Uh, no, I only just you know, really recommend this film. I, I, I think it's not quite as good as the first film, uh, uh -huh. I, uh, but, but it, is, it, is, it is great and, and I'm looking forward to well, okay, Cairo Station we've both already seen, but I'm looking forward to re revisiting that. Um, I'm looking forward to revisiting. I loved it. It's just, yeah. you know, I'm getting old and Alzheimer-y. And I actually, <laughs> you know, I remember some moments vividly, but I can no longer remember the shape of the film. So we'd have to see yeah. it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. All right. So, okay. Uh, thank you all very much for listening. Uh, these uh, films are playing on Netflix. Uh, uh, I imagine, you know, for at least another year or something like that. I mean, uh, I'm sure it's not indefinite, but uh, there are lots of opportunities uh, to see them uh, for the time being. So uh, do, do make the most of them whilst they're there. Uh, thank you, Richard, and thank you all very much for listening. Yeah, thank you. Bye. -bye. Bye. <laughs>